Good evening. We're live, Teach Better family. It's the Sunday weekly warm-up, streaming exclusively on the teachbettergroup.com on Facebook. We're here with Ray Hewart and Brad Hughes from the Teach Better team, your Sunday dynamic duo, welcoming you into the week ahead, reflecting on what we hope was a warm and wonderful weekend and helping to beat the Sunday scaries with some great conversation, some great inspiration, maybe a little entertainment, some sprinkling of shenanigans, and of course, a wonderful and special guest with us tonight, uh, podcaster, educator, and uh, incredible contributor, Brian Martin. Uh, Ray Hewart, we hope you had a, a great weekend, and we're looking forward to uh, getting into some discussion with you right after our little break. So stay tuned, everybody. Glad you're here. <laughs> You are with the Sunday Weekly Warm-Up, our weekly opportunity to gather the Teach Better family together live on StreamYard, streaming exclusively in our Teach Better group on Facebook, soon to become an episode of Teach Better Talk podcast, as well as we'll stream, restream this replay to our listeners and viewers again on Monday evening. But Ray Hewart, welcome in. We're live with Brian Martin, and we're live with some incredible uh, guests and viewers and visitors right here in our Teach Better group. Yeah. Hey, everyone. I love streaming in our private group because we can see all your comments and you can see each other's comments. So please, if you are just popping in, welcome each other into your amazing Sunday. Brian, I'm so glad you were here to join us. I love your podcast and I cannot wait for all of our crew here to get to know you better as a person, as an educator, and then also to go subscribe, rate, and review your podcast because there's some great things going on there. So, Brian, if people aren't familiar with you yet, which I'm not sure how that's possible, let's pretend, <laughs> then would you mind sharing a little about who you are and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, first off, I want to say thank you for having me, for uh, letting me be a part of this, this uh the Teach Better team. You guys absolutely crush it. And, you know, like you said, Ray, that uh, – I have a podcast, the Teaching Champions podcast, and I've been able to interview several people from the Teach Better family, like um, Livia Chan, um, Debbie Tannenbaum, Ashley Hubner, Jillian Dubois, Miss Ray Hewitt, and uh, so amazing. You guys are absolutely just unbelievable group of people. So, you know, that, that's a blessing. I know what you guys do here. And uh, so I'm Brian Martin, a second grade teacher. I'm a veteran. I'm a speaker, uh, former basketball coach, and, uh, you know, just uh, happy to be here. So many fun things going on, and I love all the work that you do, Brian. I'm excited to dive into that as we get into our discussion. Brad, how are you doing? How was your weekend? Great weekend here in southern Ontario, Ray. Uh, we are moving away from a cold snap. We had bitterly cold temperatures this past week, and I know Brian is in western New York, so I think temperatures weren't uh, much warmer where he is, but a uh, great weekend of relaxing and dipping a little bit into work, dipping a little bit into some personal time, dipping a little bit into family connections and just uh, just making the most of a weekend, it's just staying warm and cozy. And how about you? Oh, gosh, guys, I have a lot I feel like I want to talk about for my weekend. I, I know it sounds <laughs> silly, but one of the things I was working on was finalizing, and I'm one away from saying I'm done. And you guys know when you have a big project and you're so close to the end, 
I was finalizing our commercials for our 12-hour live happening this month, 20 days away, February 25th. If you guys haven't seen what's going on for 12-hour live, here's a little quick sneak peek Ooh. at the commercials that I like literally can't play the whole thing because this is just a sneak peek, but it does have the full schedule. So if you haven't planned your day from 8 a.m. Eastern to 8 p.m. Eastern that day, there are so many segments, so many guests and more giveaways than we've ever been able to give away before. So here's a peek at that. Guys, you don't understand how much I want to play the rest of this. It's so good. Brian, you mentioned Livia Chan and a few other family members of our Teach Better family are actually in that video and they speak and share some of their love. And I'm just so excited for everyone to see those little clips. Yeah, Livia is so good. She was on the podcast and, you know, you probably have had many more interactions than I have, but what a blessing she is. Okay. You know, just the sweetest heart and just everything that she does is amazing. So yeah, good. Brian, the world, the, the world needs more, uh, Livia chance and, uh, mm -hmm. all of us in teach better. And I know, including yourself as an educator's heart led and, uh, you know, in it to win it, as far as those personal connections with staff, students, and, uh, just everybody in our community, Olivia has a heart of gold and isn't afraid to, uh, to put it on her sleeve. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that video specifically, if you're keeping, uh, track during the 12 hour live event on February 25th, streaming on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and LinkedIn for 12 hours straight. That one specifically has Liv, um, Carrie Pitstick, who runs our blog department with Liv, and Amanda, who does just all the wonderful things. If you guys ever have gotten a postcard or a gift from Teach Better, Amanda does all that wonderful stuff. But the other thing I did, Brad, is we had a 10 year old birthday in our family this weekend. And yeah. Can I just tell you, I don't know if any of you have gone to a kid's rock climbing place anytime no. recently. Have either of you done that? Gone to like a kid's rock climbing thing? Nope. Can't no. say I have. Okay. So there's a place where I live called Funtopia. Feel free to look it up. Mm -hmm. And it's literally, first of all, this was the most well-oiled machine I have ever seen for a kid's <laughs> party. So huge, enormous teacher to teacher. Shout out to them because they were organized and in insane with the kids. Phenomenal. Um, but it is a massive facility. It looks like almost a warehouse with colors and just incredible challenges, rock climbing walls all over all day. Like the colors were insane ninja courses and the kids just wore harnesses and ran around. Brad, I think this needs to be like a teach better bonding event because it was structured for kids. So if you were scared as an adult, this was like the way to go. Like it wasn't an intimidating rock climbing wall. It was like a rainbow rock climbing. It was a little bit more like fun. I don't know how to explain it. Well, I think it would be perfect as a teach better get together or teach better uh, community building activity. You, you set a goal. Uh, maybe it's something that you've never done before, but 
there's lots of support, both physical support and emotional support. And, you know, everyone can celebrate, a, you know, a new accomplishment. I mean, I remember a wonderful hike that we went on as a Teach Better team when we had our summer retreat, Ray. And that was wonderful to get from one place to another in beautiful surroundings. And when we got to our uh, our chosen destination, we had a wonderful activity, uh, some some team building and some team bonding and some goal setting. And we could certainly incorporate some rock climbing uh, into our Teach Better uh, into our Teach Better shenanigans. I think we should. And Brian, you know, as a teacher, those staff meetings where they do the little games to get staff to bond. I think those are great. But in February, bringing your staff together is even more important mid-year. And I don't know how we could swing it or how we're going to get the funding for it. But guys, I think if every single staff went to Funtopia, it'd be a different world we'd live in. Who would be the best uh, rock climber? Do you think if you had to take a poll, who, who would be the come out on, on our top? team? Like yeah, in on your intro. team, mm. in, in the team. I feel like Joshua Stamper, but I don't know why. Yeah, Josh came to mind for me too, Ray. I, I he's uh, yeah, he's he's built to climb. He's uh, upwardly mobile, uh, and there's no strings attached when it comes to Joshua Stamper. He could do it on his own. I just think it'd be a fun competition because we have all, Brian, you know this because you know our team, but, you know, 23 people on the internal Teach Better team, obviously our communities extend from there, but we have all different personalities to extreme introverts to extreme extroverts. And I feel like this environment was so beautifully set up and managed that even the biggest scaredy cat had a little opportunity, a little challenge to take, but then those like high risk kind of adventurous types also had so many other options. It was just such a well laid out place. So we all need to go to Funtopia. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> hey, Brian, uh, how do you uh, and your loved ones let off steam in Western New York when uh, you're looking for a chance to connect or to get away or just to refresh and re-energize? What kind of things uh, light you up? Yeah. So um, right next door, we have St. Bonaventure University. So a big basketball program for us. And uh, so going to the games um, and then my in-laws live a couple hours away, so we'll shoot up there sometimes for the day and kind of hang out. So, But keep it nice and relaxed. Yeah, I think relaxed is good. Brad, I know you had a long week, and it sounds like you had some good relaxation this weekend to get ready for the week ahead. Yeah, sure did. Uh, just a combination of uh, walks in the neighborhood, uh, you know, some delicious things to eat and drink, uh, just quiet time in front of the TV, uh, continue to do a lot of reading and listening to podcasts and audio books and crossword puzzles and uh, even a little bit of a Lego build this weekend, Ray. So uh, I, I, I have a little bit of everything going on just to both e either uh, distract or uh, maybe to uh, re-energize or reconnect with my loved ones. Brad, that really reminds me of, and we've talked about this ages ago, maybe on this show or on Daily Drop-In, but the joy list where you create a list of things that bring you joy and you put right the time, the length of time next to it. That way, if you need something that brings you joy, but you only have 15 seconds or you need something that brings you joy, be of three hours. What are some things you can choose? I feel like you just named so many different things we could all put on our joy list that within moments kind of bring us some, some happiness. Brian, if you had to create a joy list, do you have like the go-to thing you would go and, and throw on your list? Uh, joy list, definitely working out, um, reading, I love listening to podcasts or audio books. Sometimes we have so pretty rural area. So going and walking in the woods, those would definitely be the the, the top for the joy list. How about yourself? 
Yeah, gosh, I'd have to think about it. I want to challenge our crew here in the comments. Give us one thing you put on your joy list. And if you can, this would be kind of like extra credit. Put in parentheses how long that one thing takes. Because I do think that if we make a robust joy list of all different time frames, we always have the opportunity to, to have joy. I know mine's a little goofy, but one of my quickest ones on my joy list. Okay, you're all going to roll your eyes at me. I'm so sorry. Brad, you're going to for sure have a joke about this. But have you ever cut up an onion and cooked an onion with olive oil and salt? Like, I don't even need to eat it, but the smell that fills your home, it's like instantaneous relaxation and joy. And that's like something that takes, you know, three minutes to, to get some good, good smells of some home cooking going. And there's so many different recipes you could do that are easy. Brad, what would you put on your joy list? Uh, I, well, I would put filling the home with uh, beautiful smells of cooking food and, uh, uh, <laughs> My joy list, I, I would say, uh, just uh, being grateful uh, for mm. loved ones, uh, time, just looking at and, and enjoying our our dog and its uh, and its antics, and uh, being grateful for uh, for our kids and family, and just uh, just feeling happy about the the things that uh, that are good in life, and and feeling happy about contributions that we can make as as educators and community members to improving the lives of other people. Mm, so good. I know you mentioned that you built us uh, with some Legos this weekend. Brian, I feel like with your age group, Legos has to be something that you got to put on your joy list too. <laughs> oh yeah. The, the kids love the Legos. Yes. I love it. I like all these comments of the joy list. These are so exciting. We might have to read through these and steal these later. Everything from sports to lunch dates with your adult daughter. Stacey, I love that one. It's just so nice to be able to, to have little things that when we're kind of feeling gloomy, it's hard to sometimes, you know, choose to do those things that bring us joy or even know what those things are when, when life gets challenging. And so I used to keep my list on my fridge just because I knew it was an easy, it was like just a marker board. I used to jot things down. Um, but just a, just a fun little pick me up. If you're looking for some consistency in February, Brad, I know we are going to get into some deep discussion here with Brian about the things that he's doing, the passions he has. Are you ready to get into our discussion? I'm so ready to do a deep dive with Brian Martin after this break, right? Hey everyone, we are so excited to get into our discussion with the one and only Brian Martin. If you are not familiar with him, you are in for a treat. I know that I um, originally got connected to you, Brian, with your podcast. I know that there's so many things to talk about. Obviously, you're an educator and you do so much good work, but will you give us a little overview of how you started the podcast? Brad, I know you just met with him about the podcast, so I'd love to hear your thoughts after Brian gets started. You know it. Yeah, so, you know, the, the podcast was just uh, COVID hit, and I wanted to get into, like, speaking. So, I, you know, we bring in educators to speak at the beginning of the school year and such. And this is, a, um, I thought, well, what a great way COVID hit. Let's start up a podcast. So that was kind of um, the whole be behind it. And then it originally started as just a monologue. And, you know, I'm coaching basketball, being in a rural area. We would jump on these yellow school buses and it's an hour or two every single night. And uh, um, the assistant coach that I coached with. So 
um, on the, we would just sit next to each other and we would just, you know, fire away different, whether it's books or videos that we've watched and everything. So it was just, how can I take that? And there were so many parallels. Like if we look outside, so sports is my world. I love sports. So many lessons from sports that you can take into the classroom that I thought like, I work with, uh, you know, at the primary level with all these ladies that aren't necessarily sports fans, but there's so many lessons from sports. And that would go, you know, if you had musicians, if you're in the arts, there's so many different lessons that we can pull and bring into our classroom. So I thought, you know, I want to share some of that. And that's, I guess that's kind of how the podcast started. So cool. I know, Brad, you are a huge part of our podcast network over running that with the team with Joshua Stamper. Uh, what's something that you look for in a good podcast, Brad? So many things, Ray. The, the first thing that comes to mind, and I, I really connect it with Brian's uh, uh, podcast, Teaching Champions, is is sincerity and authenticity. You know, Brian's uh, intention is to elevate and, and to champion uh, the work of incredible educators and to to do a deep dive like we're doing with them right now into what uh, what they do and why they do it uh, and the impact on kids and and the better we know each other as educators we i think we get inspiration uh we get practical takeaways and ideas to inform our own practice but uh educating it's no joke it's it's hard hard work it's incredibly emotionally uh and uh and 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 time intensive uh and there's so much to be gained from being an educator as well so you know, in Brian's podcast and in the podcast that I enjoy the most, I, I get restored. I, I get connected with educators from around the world. And, and I know that I'm in the right profession doing the right thing because of guests like uh, the ones that Brian features. Mm, Brian, a huge part that I love about connecting just with you in general, whether it be the podcast or following you on social media is your passion for not only sharing your story, but sharing other educator stories. And even just when I asked you about your podcast now, you're talking about the lessons that you've been able to see, whether it be in sports or in your time teaching, and then sharing that with others to really amplify the solutions of education, right? We always joke that every problem in education, the solution exists in a classroom. We just have to have access to it. And your, your dedication to sharing those solutions and those great stories is so wonderful. Any come to mind as maybe a favorite that you, that you like to highlight? Uh, you know, there's just so many. And uh, in, before we got on today, I was going back through and I wanted to highlight some of the, the different like Teach Better members. I thought, you know, I've had the blessing to talk to, you know, five or six of the Teach Better members. So I was writing down some notes and, you know, from, from Jillian Dubois. I mean, just another, just like you rate her and live together, just uh, beautiful souls. And, you know, she talked about, on her podcast when she was on, she talked about, you know, the importance of seeing the shine in our students and letting them know, letting our students know their shine because so many don't hear it. They, they don't know what it is. And it's not just like it. So I'm working with seven year olds, but the high school kids too, you know, being up when I was coaching basketball, sometimes you're dealing with, you know, these alpha males and they're all great but they only saw themselves sometimes as this athlete and they were so much more. And that, mm -hmm. so I thought that was beautiful. Liv, you know, she's talking about like those atomic interactions and just seeing the, the daily moments that we have as guests. Mm -hmm. And just like that perspective, when you want to talk about like having 
a positive energy, keeping in that right mental state. It's just a, a simple twist, you know, seeing like being right here with you and Brad, like that's a gift right there. And then yeah, J Jillian's done such wonderful things, participating and being a leader in our ambassador program. Shout out to Jillian if you're not connected to her and Liv is such a bright light in this educational field. I know she's in the comments right now, probably blushing, but um, <laughs> Liv, we love you. Thank you for what you do, our Teach Better community, but also what you do for our internal family running our blog department. Outstanding job there. Yeah, and then I had this wonderful girl named Ray that came on. And uh, what, what Ray said is, you know, she talked about community. And, you know, one of the big things that you highlighted with your with your time is like that importance of community. And, you know, one thing with the podcast, I know Brad's podcast, and I told him the other day, good news, Brad news, the, the best podcast name ever. I but, agree. Uh, <laughs> yes. And I see like what you guys do with the Teach Better team, like keeping it positive, understanding there's going to be bad days, there's going to be bad moments. But what we fill our heads with, you know, being there to support, to encourage, to lift others up, is so important. So it's just, uh, you know, connecting with you people, um, all the, the people that were on it from your team, that's the message that they give out. And that's important. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I think that, you know, just after COVID had hit um, in North America, there was this big movement, you know, kind of shaming toxic positivity. And I think there's an element of being aware that, you know, the sharing positivity, feeling hopeful, is not something that that is a negative, assuming that you do it with great, you know, genuine, authentic feeling. You know, I, I love, Brian, that you noted that there are hard weeks, there are tough problems in education. And I really value that we acknowledge those occur. We acknowledge that they're challenging. We acknowledge we need time to move beyond them. But the mindset isn't, oh, they don't exist. The mindset is we can move beyond them. And I think that's the difference between forcing positivity versus just believing in the teach better mindset. It's not the, the ignorance that the negative times exist. It's the knowledge that we will get through them and we will get through them together. Brad, what are your thoughts on that? Ray and Brian, I'm just thinking about uh, the power of community. And as Brian said, you know, contributing to a community, whether it's the teach better family or a school community or a community of podcasters, Community members like we have the opportunity to interact with don't let us sit in our worry. We we empathize, we support, we're, we're there in the moment, but we also know that it's important to help each other to rally when there are tough times and we're there for each other. Uh, and it's that power of community that, that no one is in this alone because in any line of work, but I think particularly in a heart-led uh, endeavor like education, um, we ask so much of ourselves that sometimes it's very easy to feel alone when times are tough, but you know, a community that includes people like Brian and Ray and Liv and Jillian and all of our teach better friends means that we've got people to commiserate with. We've got people who can be there and accept how we're feeling, even if it's feeling low, but also know that those low feelings are going to be temporary because we'll be able to support each other through it. Well, look, you can even see it in the comments, right? We have Stacy and Julie and Mark and Liv and Megan, all these people jumping in, sharing not only Elijah's in here, sharing not only with each other, but um, really encouraging one another. It's powerful. I'm not sure that I'm allowed to say this and be very careful, but I just, it's so relevant to this. 
Brad knows that today we received from our uh, incredible photographer that we had at the Teach Better Conference 2022, Brian Caswell is outstanding. And he put together a five minute and 30 second recap of the Teach Better Conference. And we haven't shared it publicly yet. I'm probably going to get in trouble for even mentioning it, but I posted it in our internal group being like, hold on, guys, look at what happened. Look at what we did as a, as a Teach Better family. And I'm so excited for y'all to see it. But Brian, you would totally understand this from as a podcast host. Um, we had a lot of different voices that Ryan was able to highlight in this, in this um, summary. And of course, he interviewed me and Chad. He interviewed Dr. Dave Schmidto and Joshua Stamper. Those were all internal team members. Of course, they had a good time at the conference, right? It's like, yes, but hold on. Then he interviewed Jackie, who's an ambassador with us, who is just oozing just love that girl is so unbelievable as an educator as a person and dr neil gupta's comments were featured mickey smith jr had an incredible voice that he was able to share in this video and it was so nice to really hear the voices of the teach better family the voices of people who were there just to be supportive share their insight and kind of connect with others. And I'm so excited for you guys to see this, but Brad, what were your initial thoughts of that video? I know you saw it and uh, Brian, I'll have to like secretly send it to you so you can take a peek. <laughs> yeah, it, it was food for the soul. I mean, what an incredible opportunity that we all had to be together in Akron. Uh, and those opportunities, when you reflect on them, they, they make you realize they're not to be taken for granted. Just the opportunity to come together with like-minded educators, with fun educators, with, with incredible people. I mean, that Sometimes we have these events, Ray, where uh, we we meet up with the most wonderful people that we've ever had the chance to interact with. And uh, it uh, was a real gift. And it was really, like I said, food for the soul to revisit that. Yeah, you know, I want to give a shout out to our ambassadors. Maybe we do need to figure out how to share it with our whole community. Maybe I'll post it in the ambassador private group. You guys can get a sneak peek. But I'll keep your email. If you're not on our email list, direct message me or direct message somebody on the team. We'll get you on the Teach Better email list. We'll be sending that out. And I think if you were at the event, you're in the video. It's a five-minute video that just features faces and laughter and takeaways. I think you guys will love it. So I'm sorry to to say that and then not be able to show you yet, but we will show you. I, <laughs> I think a red carpet premiere is in order. We can fuel up the Teach Better jet. We can uh, fly to all places around the continent. We can pick up people like Brian and pick up all of our uh, conference attendees. And we can have, you know, maybe a, a red carpet premiere to go along with the, the Grammys that one of our commenters is saying that Mickey Smith Jr., uh, our, our keynote presenter at the conference, is at the Grammys. So it's just incredible. Yeah, he won a Grammy a few years ago and now gets to be invited back. It's awesome. Brian, do you think I think you should go to the Grammys at some point? You'd be you'd be fun walking down the red carpet and enjoying all the fun, don't you think? Absolutely. And I just wanted to say getting on here that I can't sing a, a lick. But if you and Brad want to bust out a duet to warm up for the Grammys, I'll hold down the background music for you guys. Okay. I appreciate that. Do you have any instrument? Maybe you could do drums or at least tapping on the table. I'll, I'll tap on the desk while you yeah. guys take it away. Perfect. <laughs> Brian, tell us a little bit more about your classroom. I know we focus on the podcast because I just am such a, a fan, but mm -hmm. tell us mm -hmm. a little bit more about you as an educator. Yeah. Um, real quick, I just want to say as an outsider that, uh, you know, I watched um, – the Teach Better Conference. And I knew some of the people that were going to be there. But then as I'm watching you guys and you're posting all of this stuff, like the amazing people that you brought from all over the country was crazy. 
and I didn't, you know, I don't even know the whole list, but just seeing like some of the people that you had there. And I think it was important that you said that, you know, you watched that video and you said to your crew, you know, look what we did because everybody, and I think that's important for teachers too. We're always looking forward. We're always looking ahead. We're always seeing those mountains that need to, we need to cross, but you know, it's a a lot of hundred day marks are coming up in the classrooms. It's looking back and really seeing, you know, to get that second half win, see how far they've come, let them know how far they've come too. I think that's important. But, uh, you know, I went on a tangent there. So second grade, um, it's just uh, a beautiful age group. Like when you're talking about seven or eight year olds, and I know Brad, he's right there in the elementary school. So you got these little people and in the classroom, they're coming in and, you know, they're reading, you know, small picture books a lot of times. But by the time they leave, they're cranking out these chapter books. And just with the math, they're just blossoming. And it's just a such a, a neat age, and they're they're innocent. They'll, they'll tell you straight from a, right off the cuff, you know what they're thinking, and they'll let you know. But uh, they, they provide so much joy, and just uh, it's just a beautiful age. You know, uh, Brian, I know we have some giggles that we're going to get to in our next segment, but I'd love to challenge you. Is there any topic that you found, whether it be maybe your whole time in education, or even just recently? that you feel is your soapbox moment? Like something that you feel so passionate about that you're feeling that educators need to continue learning about? Uh, where, where does that hit with you? Yeah, you know, I guess my soapbox would be where, where I stand at is like on, on the growth mindset piece. And, and that F word, that failure, and how we view failure and how we talk to our students about failure. You know, a lot of the, with the growth mindset, with Carol Dweck's work, a lot, you know, we get the yet, yet, yet. But I, you know, I like s- s- shouting out that failure. And often we'll say like um, in my class and, and we have a little mantra that we say every single morning. And the first thing that I have them say is make mistakes. I want that seed planted 180 times. And we're going to say it throughout the day that you better be making a mistake because that's how we grow. That's how we learn. So, and, you know, Sarah Blakely, I'm not sure. Do you know who Sarah Blakely is? Have you guys heard this story? I'm sure. Yeah. About no, but it. So, tell, tell us. Our community needs please. to hear it. All right. So Sarah Blakely, she's uh, my hero, I guess. And uh, it's a, a wonderful story all about growth mindset. And if you don't know who Sarah Blakely is, it's a famous story. Um, she's the founder of Spanx. Spanx. And she's, I think, the youngest billionaire or youngest female billionaire, self-made. And she said one of the things, and she started, what a lot of people don't know is like she started Spanx. And when she was coming up, when she was making this business, it was male dominated. Like all, you know, in the, the ladies undergarment industry, it was all ran by males. And so she's trying to break into it. She was selling copiers. at at the time, making cold calls um, from business to business. So she had this idea and she only had three to $5,000 to start off with. And there's a huge, whole long story about it, but she goes, faces many hurdles, but she gets past them all and she develops Spanx into what it is today. She's a billionaire, started with $3,000. And she said one of the most important things that happened to her when she was growing up, because we shy away from adversity. 
sometimes, even adults, when I say that F word, that failure. She said when she was younger, so she's in elementary school and she's, her and her brother, she said they would come home from school and her dad would be waiting there and they would sit around the dinner table. And she said, he didn't want to know what we succeeded at that day. His only question was, what did you fail at? And she said it got to the point that if she didn't say something that she failed at, that he was upset with her. And the whole point behind this is he planted a seed in her head early on that failure, that failure isn't going out there and not being successful the first time or the second time. Failure is when you don't even try. But that seed has to be planted over and over again. And she said that was planted in her so much that it allowed for her to face all these struggles and keep going. And another point that he also said to her, along with that failure, is what did you learn from it? The second most important point. So go out there. Failure is not trying. And what did you learn? Mm. So famous, you know, I love, uh, I don't know much about Spanx outside of Sarah Blakely, but uh, she, she she's awesome. I love it. I can condone it's a great product, but this is not an ad, just to confirm. <laughs> Brian, that's so good. What an incredible takeaway. I'm excited to take this incredibly inspirational story and then head into our weekly giggles. We'll be right back. We are back for our Sunday weekly warm-up, streaming exclusive in our private group on Sunday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern. If you're not in our group, then head over to teachbettergroup.com. It's a free Facebook group, over 7,000 educators, so go check that out. Brad, this is my favorite segment that we are able to do on occasion on the show. Ryan, I know you're going to love this because a weekly giggle is always what I need to set up for a successful week. Ray and Brian, I was so excited. I'm sharing a two for one special on the weekly giggles, and I'm so excited. I I could I I can almost not even bear it. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to share uh, my screen uh, to let you know about uh, uh, bear selfies uh, that are happening in uh, City of Boulder, Colorado. Uh, Selfie Bear has created 400 selfies, selfies with their very own wildlife camera, and these selfies have captured hearts around the world. It really is just <laughs> incredible. If we can just pause for a moment to give thanks for this bear that uh, has a uh, has a, a real uh, a real fashion sense, a real camera sense here. Uh, look at that face, it's incredible! Aww, I love Four, it. Four hundred of these selfies, um, and uh, it's just it's just incredible. Just a, a close up glimpse of uh, an animal just trying to connect. Uh, there's a very pensive uh, look right there. Uh, 400 of these selfies if you want to uh, dig in i can make sure that i share <laughs> there's make gotta sure. be there's gotta be a good lesson with this one that you could bring to students and challenge them don't you think brian absolutely what i what i'd love to shift though is my two for one special it's another selfie uh and this is a bear selfie and i'm wondering if i uh if you can see that on the screen if yeah. you can guess if you can guess where that bear selfie might appear any guesses? Sand, maybe? Like the in moon? The, I don't... the Good moon. Good guess. It's on. It's on Mars. Oh. <laughs> it's, a, it's a. It's a. It's a formation of uh, craters uh, and depressions and perhaps silt on the surface of Mars <laughs> that that looks like a bear. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> it totally does. In this photo here, it shows a little bit of a distance. It, you know, scientists wonder if the nose of the bear is a uh, is volcanic or a mud vent, or maybe the deposit around it could be uh, what used to be lava or mud flows. The the circular pattern around the bear's uh, snout might be settling of a deposit over a buried impact crater, but. <laughs> Because they're smarter than the average bear, the researchers explain, explained and have shared this picture, this image of a bear on the surface of Mars. So there it is oh right my there. gosh. So that's your two for one special uh, from Colorado to outer space. Uh, I just I I just I just can't bear it. I think that would be a good little uh, challenge for our, our crew here. We always love to challenge our viewers. And on Sunday weekly warm up, we're getting ready for the week. I wonder if everyone needs to find a way to incorporate a bear joke or a bear lesson with their kiddos this week. Like maybe there's no, I see emojis in the, in the live stream already, maybe something related to that, but I want to see some bear stuff. This would be a funny little thing to try all together. <laughs> Ryan, you think you can work that in with your kiddos this week? Anything that you can fold in a bear story? There's gotta be something. Yeah, they would absolutely love that. I'm sure we could put some uh, pictures up there and have them guess where that bear face was that <laughs> exactly i love it you know before we wrap up i do want to make sure you all here in our teach better family connect with brian obviously going and subscribing rating and reviewing his podcast but also just connecting with him as the incredible educator that he is working with students every single day brian would you mind stay uh sharing how we can stay connected yeah um i would love to connect with it with everybody um i'm on twitter at b martin real or on Instagram at Teaching Champions Podcast. I love it. So good. Brad, can you commit to our bear challenge? I sure can. I'm thinking that uh, providing uh, you know up to 400 photos of those grizzly selfies uh, might give kids an opportunity to sort of caption it like a meme. It's you know mood of the day, or uh, if you take nine of them and ask, you know, in 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 bear emotions, how are you feeling today? Uh, it's just positively amazing that. The, the, I love this. This is so good. I'm going to get thinking as well. I got to look at my week and see where I'm going to be. I'm going to incorporate some bear stuff. This will be a good little fun joke. Make sure if you're participating in that, wherever you are sharing your voice on whatever social media you love using hashtag teach better, or you can post it here in our private group. We'd love to hear from you over at teachbettergroup.com. Brian, thank you so much for coming live with us. It was such a joy to see you again and, and get to learn a little bit more about your story. Yeah, well, thank you for having me. You two are rock stars, and I know this community is really special, so thank you. So fun. And Brad, I know we touched a little bit reflecting on the Teach Better conference. Uh, I do want to say if we were to possibly have a future Teach Better conference, maybe in 2023, it would most likely for surely be uh, announced during this show um, in our private group. So I would love to challenge everybody to make sure their friends are at the show. And I know next week's the Super Bowl. We won't all be together, but I feel like the following week feels like a good one, Brad. Doesn't it feel like a good one, the 19th? I think it feels great. I mean, uh, Super Bowl weekend coming up a uh, week tonight, Ray. So as you said, the weekly warm-up will be taking the night off so that we can all enjoy the fun and the fan and the uh, football frenzy. Uh, but the week after might just might be a, a can't miss episode in, in terms of coming events in the teach better uh, community. It just feels 
Brian, can you feel it even through the screen? It just feels like a show on the 19th. You won't want to miss. You know? I, I can feel the anticipation. Build yes. it. I know. I have a little clip here. I don't really know how it starts. Hold on. We have a few viewers still left here. Yeah. Let me click this real quick. Hold on. too close i probably shouldn't share anymore but anyway we'll see you uh two weeks from now for our sunday weekly warm-up we love you we appreciate you go connect with brian and let us know what we can do to help bye friends